I shouldn't. Do it. <laughs> and welcome to the swamp. <laughs> the swamp is an acronym. Stands for some whack ass movie podcasting. And that that beautiful Emperor Palpatine impression wasn't me. I know, so hard to believe because I open these episodes with such brilliant impressions every week. <laughs> yeah. um, but we have our resident Star Wars guest, Henry, on this week. Hey. Um, thank you, as always, uh, for being on our third installment of the Star Wars prequels that we have been covering. Some of you requested that we do this for Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss <laughs> Month, and honestly, we were about to. Mm-hmm. But all three of us are together in person for the first time in months, and we thought that it would be a fun opportunity to do the third Star Wars. So for November, we're doing it fuck it month. We're just doing whatever the fuck we want. So we're starting off with third Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It feels long overdue, it, honestly. Honestly, this is like ga- Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss Part 2. Like, we're, you know, continued for this week especially. Because mm-hmm. this movie has so much girl bossery mm-hmm. from Anakin. So much <laughs> gaslight, ga- gaslighting also from Anakin. And a lot of gatekeeping. From everybody. From everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody, yeah. everybody gets a chance to gatekeep in this movie. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. that. It really goes around. Yeah. So the horrible theme we made you all endure for like the entire month of September, we're reprising it for, uh-huh. for this week. You thought you made it out? No. Yeah. I'm so honored to kick off uh, Fuck It November, though. It's Fuck good. It yeah. November. Uh-huh. It only felt right. Yeah. Um, so I always kind of get to take a backseat in these episodes because this is maybe like the second or third time I've literally seen this movie in my life. And the two of you, I think, quoted the whole thing verbatim through the entire watching of it. Mm -hmm. So I love every time I'm like, why did he do that? The two of you spring into like a Wikipedia depth level of knowledge as to like every character's background and motivation. So the thing that you, so there's kind of, Star Wars has, uh, really been screwed, but also helped by all the expanded universe stuff that exists out there. Mm -hmm. There is, like, so much other story surrounding this movie that, like, you know, you would be right to say that this part of the movie doesn't make any sense. But other people, including Disney, have gone back and, like, tried to fix the stuff that doesn't make sense in this series, Mm -hmm. even though they were trying to explain something that didn't make sense in the original trilogy. Yeah, you know? like it's. I just you know. know at one point you were talking about like three hours of this movie that got cut, then got put into a video game, and like all they're <laughs> just all sorts of like if you happened to consume every piece of like supplemental media, mm-hmm. you would really yeah. get everything. Which mm-hmm. luckily for me, between the two of you, you basically have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get the uh, secondhand. Uh, you know, knowledge of watching this movie with two people. I think you, you, the two of you are definitely my two favorite people to watch Star Wars content with. Because <laughs> I never, I never have to like go without knowing. I never yeah. have to Google anything. Yeah. I just have to be like, who's that? <laughs> it's like, you have a name. Yeah. Stat. Agent Kolar. You know. <laughs> yeah, we got you covered. Um, so Revenge of the Sith, episode three, do we, I think Henry, you could probably do like a lightning fast recap, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the, I think the, the very first word of the title crawl really sums it up. It's just war with an exclamation point. <laughs> now, that's what this movie's about. Uh, but basically we start young Anakin and Obi, best friends. Um, but Anakin has a scar on his eye now, you know? So, uh, he's a little moody this, this movie. His hair, a little longer, a little shaggier. <laughs> he knocked up a senator, um, and then he has to do, go do a bunch of war stuff. 
Um, and then he comes back and, and, and reaps the consequences of pregnancy. <laughs> and that's that's kind of the whole film. That's the whole movie. Basically, yeah. Is to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, George Lucas is sending a very clear message. Pull out that. in situations of war. Yes. And pull out in situations of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, so there is other stuff that happens. Um, the whole movie is basically uh, the lead uh, big boss homie Emperor Palpatine uh, becoming emperor, uh, tricking a young impressionable bo- impressionable boy um, into being his his number one kill robot, um, and a pregnant woman. No, she's not dead. She does. She's not pregnant when she dies. So a woman dies. Um, and also gives birth. And also gives birth. <laughs> and, and a robot suffers trauma. And that that's kind of, that sums it up, I think. Which There are several robots that suffer trauma in this film. To which one are you referring? R2. R2. <laughs> he deserves so much better. Like, And the fact that they, they say specifically, like, yeah, the one that's talking all the time, his memory gets erased. But that little dude who goes beep boop, he can keep all of his memories <laughs> and just be trapped. Because <laughs> no one's going to understand what he's saying anyway. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> R2-D2 is definitely having suicidal thoughts For like real. post this movie my god there's no character I think I relate to more because he just kind of does that little high pitched scream all the time okay <laughs> I actually I take great issue I, we, we're gonna I mean we're gonna talk about each individual part of the movie I'm sure R2-D2 gets way too much to do in that opening act I gotta say the little chase scene the they're constantly telling R2 to do shit Oh my he's God. like a key part of the mission. Uh-huh. Um, he sprays oil on a bunch of battle droids and yeah. like burns them to death. Uh-huh. You know, like he's he has like a lightning zapper thing. Yeah. You just, think this is beyond his capabilities? I just think he's like, he's like a Swiss Army knife. There's a he lot, can do anything exactly, but I think that's to. I mean, it is to sell toys. Like there's so much, there's a lot of this movie mm-hmm. that is very obviously selling toys. You know, true enough. Giving people specific names. Um, and we're, we'll touch on a bunch of this, but giving people specific names, um, being specific about funny things that just so happen to also be really visually cool. Mm-hmm. Can you just say, uh, General Grievous? Is, they, that, yeah. is that what you're talking about? Because if you didn't have a toy of General Grievous with his eight fucking spider arms, that shit was cool as hell. <laughs> yeah. If they're designing a movie in order to sell dope toys, I'm not mad about it because then you get to buy dope toys. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's what kind of makes it, there's a lot of criticisms of star wars in general this movie is good uh if you are just looking to enjoy an action movie mm-hmm. if you're trying to engage your brain and I, I think i've said this about the other two star wars movies we've watched it's you got to be able to turn off your brain and just enjoy the the consumerist bullshit because it, it is a good movie yeah. within those boundaries yeah i mentioned this while we watched it this was this is very much a comfort movie for me mm. i think that means you have mental illness <laughs> <laughs> This isn't news. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just one of those ones that you're sitting there and you're like, all right, I don't want to think right now. You know what I'm going to put on? Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) I think all three of these, in my experience, I I really hadn't watched any three of these movies in quite a considerable amount of time upon, you know, choosing to do them for the podcast. And every time watching them, I'm just like, these these movies are fucking wild. Like packed with uh, so much plot. There's so much shit happening. There's so many characters who have names, like you said. Right. Every little person in the background 
who is wearing a silly hat. You're like, who is the man with the silly hat? And he has a name and a backstory. Uh-huh. And, like, and he can double jump in Lego oh, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, you can, you can find it all on Wikipedia or whatever the hell they call it. It's Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, my, most of my memories of these movies are through the Lego games that were on the early PlayStation. Yeah. So, like, I see Obi-Wan and I don't see Ewan McGregor. I see a little Lego figure of him. Oh, yeah. Like, my brain just, like, copy and paste. Yeah. Just like I have, you know, vision glasses on that I just see him as a little Lego guy <laughs> running around yeah. with no knees. Yeah, no, I feel I feel like a lot of my attachment to this franchise is definitely because of Lego Star Wars. Absolutely, yeah. Every time I watch one of these, I want to go do a fucking Lego kit. Like, that mm-hmm. final scene where they're building the Death Star... I'm like, dude, that's Legos. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where it's like the, the disassembled Death Star that's like slowly coming yeah. together. Mm. I'm like, bro, that's about to be me in one week when I go buy myself the Lego kit. That's good, about to happen in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You get to play Emperor, Emperor Palpatine in that uh, scenario. Yeah, true. You get to be the architect. <laughs> so his, he kind of has like a interesting turn in this movie because he's been basically our main antagonist up until this point but this is shit shit is really hitting the fan his skin turns gray he can shoot lightning out of Mm -hmm. his fingers now can you i asked you while we were watching the movie i'm like how can he do that and you're both like oh it's just a thing it's a sith thing it's a sith thing how is he he's is he a human person yeah Mm -hmm. he is for sure a human dude the the way i have seen it explained is that when you're channeling the dark side it has negative physical effects on your body because you're like corrupting uh a energy. something yeah like some sort of energy that is based on life so you start to look all fucked up when emperor palpatine turns all wrinkly it's not from his own lightning but it's from him actually like it just being able to use the dark side again finally after such a long time of like hiding it mm-hmm. and all that and I think it's also why, if you notice in that scene, you know, Mace, after Mace Windu is dead, Palpatine's voice goes through all of these crazy, like, voice modulations. Mm. It almost sounds like, you know, they're, like, moving a slider up and down, yeah. you know? Uh, it's because he's, like, taking his first, first breath of fresh air after being able to, like, be his true Sith self again. Okay, you know? but that does not answer my question. So if you, if you decide to be a bad guy, you gain lightning powers... Yes. The, 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 the <laughs> yeah, simple answer yeah. is yes. Basically. That's wild. Yeah. But I mean, not no, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. My my favorite thing about his look in that and one peril that I draw and especially with it sort of being like, okay, he's been like concealing himself for a long time. My head went to like, you remember in um uh SpongeBob where that there's that one episode where Mr. Krabs like molts? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Preach it, preach it. <laughs> so he's pretty much, he's shedding that, that exterior <laughs> that he's created for himself. And then he that. also looks like a molted crab <laughs> afterward. I love that you didn't just say like, hey, you know how like snakes and crabs shed their skin? Nature, that's the thing that no, happens? No, specifically, specifically Spongebob. Specifically Spongebob. Yeah. yeah, I do, I do understand. I, I will say I've though. I've only known one creature to molt. <laughs> I love that you bring up the change in his voice, though, because that's the part that gets me so much. Like, mm-hmm. when he, when Yoda shows up, 
and at, at the end, and he's all fucky, and he's like, Master Yoda. <laughs> and he's like, he's like doing this whack fucking, I'm like, does, you know, does being, d- exerting your Sithness give you, like, vocal fry? <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the most evil way to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like a little wicked witch. Master Yoda. Master Yoda. No, I, I, I remember, I wrote down uh, capital L-U-S-H lush. I don't know, like, I don't think that word is actually, like, descriptive of that. But when he's talking and he's really, like, feeling himself, <laughs> he is, like, he's drunk off of that. You know? yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That is, that is a lush uh, a lush performance by Ian. We, we, we talked about this um, while we were watching it. One of the scenes where where he's like telling Anakin about like the dark side. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, have you heard this story of Darth Plagueis oh. the Wise?" And he's you said it. He's like he's trying not to lick his lips. He's oh my, so yeah. turned on by the, the dark side. There's so much like sexual energy coming off of Ian McDermott okay. in that scene. It's great. This movie. Is horny. horny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a horny film. <laughs> it's a very horny movie. Big time. And the only two people who have no chemistry are the two that are supposed to. Are the two yeah. that are supposed to be in love are uh-huh. Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. Natalie yeah. Portman. Yeah. I'm getting nothing from them. She's like, Annie, I am pregnant. And he's like, that that's really great. <laughs> And she's like brushing her hair and he's just like staring at her with dead eyes. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because there's no birth control in this universe. There's there's not a condom. So the the movie starts, right? And they have to um, rescue Emperor Palpatine and they do it and then they get back home. Mm -hmm. And she's like fully on the brink of, I mean, by the end of the movie, she gives birth. So what, what are we saying? We're putting out seven months, eight months? Yeah, yeah. Has he, he not seen her? He No, he's been, like, at war for, like, the better part of a year. So they Haven't seen each other. All right, so I guess that makes sense. Well, so, I mean, not to cut you off, the what I really wish they had done, and it's one of those, you go back and rewatch this movie, and you get to look at specifically who could have stopped Darth Vader from becoming Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Padme had just cheated on Anakin. <laughs> Hear me out. All right. Okay. Maybe he would have been pissed off that, you know, she's going out, you know, while he's at war or whatever, classic <laughs> Jody situation. But, you know, he comes back, he got cheated on, all of a sudden he gets to ditch this chick, you know? Mm-hmm. I like there's the 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 bad ending is when he becomes Darth Vader, but the good ending, he comes back, finds out he was cheated on, mm-hmm. and then he moves on. And then he just ends up with R2D2 like he was supposed to this whole time. Yeah. You think he ends up with R2-D2? I think he's supposed to end up with Obi-Wan because the sexual tension with them throughout the entire movie is insane. Especially the fight scene. Yeah. They're they're begging to kiss. Their lips (laughs) are inches away from each other. Anakin's surrogate daddy. The way they're yelling at each other, Uh it like always starts off with like a a little bit of a sexual grunt. Uh Like it always, it's really coming from deep in the chest and not in a fighting way, in a sexy way. (laughs) And it really doesn't help that Hayden Christensen has on, like, sexy boy guy liner, and it's, like, dripping in sweat, mm. and it, yeah, it's, like, panting the whole time. His eyes look like cats. Yeah, he's not helping his situation. 
Obi-Wan's supposed to kill him, and he's like, oh, you're putting me in a really tough place, buddy. <laughs> you pointed it out that he doesn't have a drop of sweat on him either. Yeah. Zero effort. So Anakin, not on the planet. Anakin looks like he just drenched. ran... Yeah, he just ran a triple marathon. What are those Ironmans? Yeah. Where you, like, you bike and you swim? Yeah. He just did one of those. And Obi-Wan just got back from the spa. That's <laughs> what this looks like. He's like a little dewy at best. Uh-huh. <laughs> The duality of man, yeah, really. Right. I, I will say this is one of the best fight scenes in all of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and you know maybe in all of film. It's so uh-huh. good. You mentioned how they like that those two actors were so coordinated, coordinated, and had practiced it so many times that they had to actually slow down the film. And it's already so fast right. when you watch it. It insane, insane that they were going faster than that because uh-huh. I know for fight scenes a lot in post they they speed it up a little bit uh-huh. to make it look more impressive. It's fucking wild to me that the two of them had all those moves hmm. down so good i guess it's because you also have to know the choreography so well if you're also going to give emotion and like deliver lines no. and, it's, and you have to have chemistry there hmm. in my opinion and that's why it's so hot <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I, i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like they definitely fuck for real <laughs> but, and they had to put that right next to the geriatric ass fight scene between right like that that fight should have been so fucking cool between mm-hmm. Mace Windu and Palpatine. Like it. it oh, I thought oh. Mace and Palpatine. I thought you were gonna yeah. say Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. And Palpatine. No, Yoda. That fight scene also no, kind of. No, Yoda. Yoda yeah. and Palpatine is cool, and like uh-huh. that is you know the that scene. They're in the same yeah. scene together, uh-huh. but right before that scene is the uh-huh. the Mace Windu yeah. one, and it's just like two like fifty year old dudes who are just like not really trying to swing a stick around, mm-hmm. you know, like. If you just look at the the choreography in that scene compared to the the Hayden Christensen Ewan McGregor one, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Oh like, yeah, uh, they're moving like fifty year olds. You know, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, that. hey, that spin that he starts off with though. My God, that Dope. fucking corkscrew. That- <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Best scream in all of Star Wars. <laughs> fucking Wilhelm scream. I want that palpy scream. And all of his facial like. What what did you say that actor's name is? Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott fucking serves face in these scenes because he's he's fully fighting and I, they probably use a body double for most of it for all the you know the really physical mm-hmm. stuff. But he is like wide eyed and bushy tailed serving face in these fight scenes. He's like doing a little smirk and now he's surprised. Yeah. Now he's scared yes. <laughs> because like he's doing an acting class. Yeah, right now he lets out a little snarl, then a yelp. Bring it back. No, give it to them. Right. Yeah, like, you could have done this whole fight scene just as a close-up of his face, you know? He didn't yeah. need to show anything else. But also, the way he completely takes out three Jedis, like, it is nothing. Oh. Like, a hot knife through butter. <laughs> he just he just slashes yeah. them. Zero effort put in. And Those then Mace Windu like, has to do the rest of the fucking heavy lifting. Those are supposed to be, like, you know, the, the top dudes, yeah. too. Those are all members of the Jedi mm-hmm. Council, you know? You yeah. can't do shit. They're not bringing amateurs to this this battle. <laughs> you need your heavy hitters. Yeah. And in under 30 seconds, three of them are dead. Yeah. But, like, you're telling me at that age, Emperor Palpatine still has good knees. Mm. You're hey, telling me hey. that man can get into a deep squat? Okay, if he... Sith knees. <laughs> you want to talk about someone's knees, though? Talk about Yoda's knees. Mm. Oh, my God. The that way man's he doing flips. little flips. Mm. The way he Full lips in that. Uh, I thought so. I hey, thought originally hey, Simone Biles could never. <laughs> For real? Hey, 
But you said geriatric fight scene, and immediately I was like, Yoda and Palpatine? That fight scene fucking slaps, because no. it's just Yoda doing triple backflips with a fucking lightsaber. There is another, the best flip in this movie, as, as good as Yoda's are. The single front flip that Count Dooku does, so slept on. Beginning of the movie, to enter the room. <laughs> yes, Count Dooku, the first thing he does, he doesn't say shit. He just walks up with two super battle droids... And then just front flips it like down a staircase. It's incredible. What a queen! I oh, know for real. <laughs> That's a way to like enter a room. You know, if you're on a first date, you walk up into that Chili's, do a front flip. You get yourself up on a balcony. You know, climb up onto the bar. Be like, hey, sorry, can we clear the area? I gotta, I gotta make this my moment. You gotta, be, you gotta be 65 and do a front flip <laughs> in a cape. But, but like Christopher Lee, that is not something I don't think he has ever been able to do a front flip. I would. I would argue on that. Oh, in yeah. his younger days, he was a fucking like Navy SEAL or some yeah. shit like that. You know I many, bet you he could do he, a front flip. He's, didn't he have like an insane amount of acting credits too? He's been in more movies than anybody ever. I think. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's in everything, even even like little side roles and stuff. Yeah. Like he's just in a stupid amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Also, there's some crazy story about how the guy who wrote the James Bond books was his like brother-in-law and based the character of James Bond after Christopher Lee. <laughs> that yeah, no, that sounds right. That's awesome. I'd believe that. Well, yeah, there's that that famous. Uh... Like Peter Jackson uh, interview where he's talking about how uh, when he was shooting Lord of the Rings, Christopher Lee was like saying like, no, you shouldn't direct the actors to scream like that after they get stabbed. That's not what they sound like at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know like this is what people sound like when they get stabbed. <laughs> Trust me, I, I would know. Yeah, that dude's a killer. I think he also like knew J.R.R. Tolkien in some or like Probably. he had met him yeah. or something like yeah, crazy, yeah, no. that crazy meant, stories nice. related to every film he's in. Yeah. Like, just an insane amount of fun. Facts. He, he was just such a badass. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. God bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was like last year or something like oh, that. That's yeah. so sad. No. Um, hold on. It's crazy that they only let hot people in space, huh? (laughs) (laughs) There's not one ugly motherfucker, except for maybe Palpatine, but that's just because he's got an ugly attitude. Mm. (laughs) So, I, all right. To circle back around, all right, opening scene. They say a couple of things by name, and this is like another example of like the Star Wars just being a toy commercial. Mm hmm. Um, the buzz droids thing. Yeah. Very, uh, you know, I have very specific memories of having a buzz droids, um, like, Lego Star Wars kit as a kid. Oh. Hmm. So, like, you know, just selling shit. Attaching names to the droids, I think, is the, the clearest example. Are you of mad? Because, like, you, you sound mad. Yeah. What? Uh, now, now you got me thinking. Like um, General Grievous's like little droid guys, the too. Magna Guards have names. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm too cynical to enjoy Star Wars now, but I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, General Grievous mm-hmm. is literally a bionicle. Like, yeah, for real, for like real. the way his arms fold up into his own body mm-hmm. in such a precise and beautiful way. Yeah, he, How can you not design a toy about it? Well, yeah, he's modular in the same way a toy is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the, they, they are the exact same. That fight scene... There's so many fucking good fight scenes in this movie because that one, mm-hmm. when he... He whips out four lightsabers and he sucks ass and loses three <laughs> of them in, like, a minute. And then he's like, plan B, spider mode. And he turns really? into a spider. And yeah. then plan C... Beyblade mode. He gets inside a fucking Beyblade and starts spinning around. Man, I like General Grievous to me. I I go back and forth on because there people have tried to justify 
his existence in general, saying like, you know, he's trying to show you what Darth Vader is going to be or whatever. You know, there's that whole. A lot of people have said things like um, the main villains from Star Wars movies are uh, they're like representative of Anakin's journey to becoming Darth Vader. Mm. So like Darth Maul is like his rage and anger. Mm. Um, Count Dooku is um, like his tactical something or other. I don't mm. know. But then uh, General Grievous is his robotic form. This feels like it's reaching. People are just trying to give a lot more meaning to Star Wars yeah. than like is really necessary. Yeah, and realistically, that's like a Facebook infographic, you know? Like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone, so, someone's uncle made this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am mad about it, though. I really do like the general Grievous character here, especially at first. I was like, dude, why does he have bad posture? He's a fucking robot. And the two of you were like, shut the fuck up, Dara. You don't know jack shit about uh, yeah. Star Wars. And it, it turns out he has human body parts mm-hmm. in him, which is fucking cool. But yeah. also, why are they not protected a little bit better? Mm-hmm. And riddle me that. Obi-Wan sticks his thumbs in there and pries it open mm. like a like a can yeah. of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> cracks open his yeah. center and, cavity. And he just, and like just a, reveals his fucking lungs and heart yeah. and nervous system. Mm-hmm. He's got like a bag of jelly in there. That's <laughs> yeah. what it looks like. He's got like a bag of jelly <laughs> with a heart in it. You, could, you, don't, you can't tell me that you built a whole ass robot using a few body parts of a man and you couldn't protect them a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah. Shame just put him in a little box. You, you know could give mean? him spider legs. Uh-huh. But you couldn't add in like a like a reinforced uh, a safe. You gotta put in a code mm-hmm. or something to yeah, get in something. there. Like that feels intentional at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're asking to get your ass whooped. Well, it's yeah. like an open concept torso design. <laughs> it's really modern. Yeah. It's really yeah. clean, very modest. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. I will say they might with that whole infographic thing, they might have a point because that man does have, like, it, it's the breathing sort of thing, mm. which very mm. much, like, sort of, I think, alludes to the Darth Vader thing. He's wheezy greasy. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Which no. you, interestingly, I was like, why is he coughing? He's a robot. And you're like, no, he has real lungs. And I was like, huh, interesting. And you mentioned that there's, like, something in some video game or, like, prequel series where they explain, yeah. that, like, his thing got crushed i don't know talk I about may, that I, I think that's cool i may have brought this up on my other two episodes um and i think it's just because it's my favorite piece of star wars media mm-hmm. but the dude who made um samurai jack or at least the the, the guy behind it, the the art direction made this series uh called the clone wars i think it came out in like 2004 there was a movie right so the Clone Wars, well, the Clone Wars animated movie, but the it was related to the TV show, right? Something that was intended to be a series ended up being released as a movie because okay. it was supposed to be like individual fifteen minute skits on Cartoon Network. Um, but most of what you the way you can consume it now is just in a box set or like one single CD. Okay. So they play out as hour and a half long movies of individual like fifteen to twenty minute skits. Okay, mm. it makes sense. Um, and in one of them. They they show a a good deal of of Grievous before his lung injury. Mm. He kills like ten Jedi as He's, like a human person. No, as a robot. So oh. General Grievous is a robot for the entire length of the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah, um, but he is a much cooler robot before. Um, so He's got good posture. Yeah, mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine, or not yet, uh, Chancellor uh, Palpatine. Yeah, I, I guess. Wait, it doesn't have another name before. He's a first man. Sheev. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, he's on General Grievous's ship because the closing scene of that Clone Wars series from 04 is Grievous 
kidnapping Palpatine mm. to bring on his ship, and Mace Windu crushes his chest just as Grievous is getting on his ship with Palpatine. Which is mm-hmm. cool. So that's why he's wheezy. Right. See, it's that so injury int- is like brand new when he gets it. I'm yeah. so impressed with how seamless they always make. I mean, it's not seamless because you have to be consuming all the, you know, mm-hmm. the fringe media to, to really get these sort of insights. But I always think about the way that like Rogue One leads right into yeah. episode one. Mm, beautiful. So yeah, like so satisfying and good. And all those little things, like that explains why Palpatine was on Grievous's ship and all mm-hmm. of that. And you really just get such a deep inside picture. Whereas they could be making all these side series that are kind of just showy and not actually getting into the true... I mean, there are whole fucking books about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're great books. Books and books and books. So it, I think it's cool that they're actually paying attention to connecting the puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. to create a full story rather than just being like, guys fighting. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah. It just sucks and it's really tough because like there's a lot of things that like Disney like won't pick up or like won't put in their bang, so it's technically not canon and all that shit. And there's so, so... Like, piles and piles of media like that that just don't yeah. like connect almost you know what i mean but it's there you just have to actually look for it which is a little bit of a pain in the ass but like star wars gets a lot better when you actually like just like um decide to like dive deep into it i suppose which sucks because like you shouldn't have to but like you kind of do it's one of those things that the the setting is so interesting that you just want to tell stories in that setting Mm -hmm. you bring up a great point about all the legend stuff that got you know non-canonized or whatever Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just blew it off. Yeah, great example of that is, is Darth Revan, who is a character... I'm sure, Dara, you've probably never even heard of Darth Revan. And he's got, like... Dara, you're a fucking idiot who doesn't know Jack. And Dara, you're fucking stupid as fuck. <laughs> you don't even know who Darth Revan is. You're dumb as fucking hell. Who's Darth Revan, Henry? The fucking coolest motherfucker alive, obviously. Well, so he's another Sith, right? Yeah. Because they're all Darth something. But, I mean... He, I don't even want to bring him. I shouldn't even talk about him because there's, there's too much to talk about. But he's one of the. We're most, gonna go down a little wormhole. He's, but he's one of the most popular characters in Star Wars media mm. that doesn't have, uh, in a you know a, a quote official uh, canon mm-hmm. appearance. You know, mm. and he's got hours of content about him, like hundreds mm-hmm. of hours uh, mm-hmm. of, of media and, and books to consume about him uh, that yeah. aren't, aren't technically part of the Star Wars canon that Disney will. Probably touch at some point. Yeah, I think I um, Disney acquiring Star Wars is certainly a blessing and a curse because yeah. Disney as an entity is just overall a little bit questionable. And, you know, I, yeah. know, I think a lot of Star Wars fans hold a lot of things very near and dear to them that yes. Disney will never, you know, service. Yeah. Um, but we also get really good shit, like all the miniseries that are coming yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And now, now they have the money to actually, To produce like, content very exactly. regularly. Yeah, I'm pumped about the new Obi-Wan series. I'm sure you I'm guys so are excited. too. Yeah. Ewan yeah, McGregor no. reprising this amazing role. Ugh. Y'all know how we feel about Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, no. They're also making an Ahsoka series, which mm-hmm. it just came out that Hayden Christensen is going to be reprising his role as, like, fully as Anakin Skywalker, not even as, like, Darth Vader, which he's doing in the Obi-Wan series is he's playing Darth Vader, but he's going back and being Anakin, which is going to be really interesting and just fun to see. I hope this comeback really serves him well. Because he deserves he it. He got so much shit for this movie, and honestly, it, I think it goes to show that anybody who was upset about his performance, in this film especially, I believe it was the third one, yeah. where everyone was like, he's a shit actor, this movie was garbage, mm-hmm. his character is shit, Hayden Christensen, you're canceled. And then he basically didn't really act like 
super seriously again for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was in like, you know, a couple movies inside stuff. But I think it just shows that y- y- those people didn't understand the difference between bad acting and bad writing. Yeah. Because bad, bad directing too, you know. It's mm-hmm. a- I think I think he was fucking fine in this. I thought he was good. Yeah. He gave good um he was serving face. He was serving body. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Certainly serving body. <laughs> no, but like his delivery for what he was given was good. He had like really good, I don't want to say really good, but like decent line delivery, like enough that it's like, okay, it's fine. But like, it's just trash what he has to say. Yeah, I It's so bad. I, I try to ride a line between, I, I love Star Wars, but I think the movies are pretty bad. <laughs> like, yeah. As... As someone who is critical of movies, they're not good, but mm-hmm. I don't... Why do they make me so happy, though? <laughs> yeah. Why are, they, why are they so good despite not being good? Yeah. You know? having, I, having a relationship with Star Wars is tough. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> well, I think this podcast is certainly a champion for um, something doesn't have to be good for you to enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's our big staple here, and mm-hmm. I, some of the worst movies are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, even I was so impressed with a lot of the graphics in this movie. Mm. The fight scene with the lava got a little shaky. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Some of those renderings of of lava while they're floating on those blue robot mm. things. I was like, you're really showing your 2005 isms here. But there were some moments where I'm like, if this movie fully came out, maybe not today, but maybe like five or ten years ago if this came out in 2015 it hold up i would hmm. be like yeah this looks fucking good like i was very impressed considering yeah. this movie came out in 05 yeah, yeah. There's definitely the as far as visual effects are concerned the green screens are not as bad as they were in the previous movie mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah episode two green screens are very very obvious and they are part of every scene so it's impossible to ignore yeah um but and uh, the clones too Mm. Any scene where the clones have their helmets off and it's not just one up close shot of Tamara Morrison, uh, it's it's bad. It, it, like they look like they have robot face. Like uh, it's hard to explain why they look so bad, but they like smoothed out people, mm. like digitally smoothed faces. Yeah, they just face tuned the shit out of everyone. Yeah, like it feels like they have physical people standing where the clones are, and then they just like you yeah. know with two thousand five technology copy and pasted. Yeah, well, wasn't his, it a whole thing too? Like. No one that was actually wearing a full clone yeah. suit. Yeah, they only like, made, like, helmets and boots or something. Yeah, yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah. Ugh. Which, I mean... I, 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 you just hate to see them cutting costs. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. It, it's, it's such a, a huge franchise. Exactly. And you can't make actual suits for these people. Right. And it would have... At some points, it would have sold it so much more. And you probably would have... I, I think part of that is because they don't... They didn't really intend on showing a lot of, like, Jedi clone interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Which I wish they had done. I wish they had, like... I, I think the lack of clone personification... I don't know if that's the word to use, but, like, they don't really give the clones a lot of time in the limelight. And I think that's to their detriment, because in other Star Wars media, clones are, like... Especially in the, the Clone Wars series... Clones are given a lot of personality, and like they're really likable, and like the the Jedi genuinely love the clones, or at least mm-hmm. some of them do. Yeah, genuinely love the clones that serve under them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a dime, they just they flip and kill them. Yeah, but I I think the cooler portrayal of the clones is just as like cold robotic. You know what they are genetic genetically engineered killing machines mm-hmm. that 
just do whatever one person tells them. I, mm-hmm. They do all this stuff in the animated show about how they have an inhibitor chip installed in their brain at birth mm. that uh, Palpatine actually flicks on when he orders 66. Mm-hmm. To, to, when, he, yeah. when he 66 is the Jedi. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's... It, it kind of... That that inclusion into the canon has sort of weakened the clones yeah. in a way. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like... It, wasn't their choice to to kill all the Jedi? It should have been like from the jump. The clones know their job is to eventually kill the Jedi. One yeah, day. I think that's a, that's a much more interesting portrayal. But I think they had to pull the wool over the eyes of the audience mm-hmm. too. So if they revealed that the clones were evil right away, you know, you don't. It, it's not as surprising when they start trying to kill Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, no. Speaking of flipping on a dime, Anakin literally takes him maybe 15 minutes to come to terms with the fact he's like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Palpatine literally, he's like he like knights him pretty much. He's like, "All right, you're Darth Vader. Go kill everyone in the Jedi Temple." And he's literally he's just like, "Okay." <laughs> it's like all kids by the way. He's like, "Oh, sure." <laughs> it is I love though how the in the first scene it takes Emperor Palpatine a good two-minute speech to convince Anakin to kill Count Dooku. Mm. And he's like, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. You know, that whole scene. And then by the end, all he has to do is, like, pop off, sis. And Anakin's like, yes! Yeah. And just kills a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah, with just, zero remorse. He says some shit like, you know, what you, you know what's going on. You already know what's happening. Oh, my God. that The scene where he cut was, Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> I just, I, I have to laugh. Get fucked. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> Baby Jedi. But I think it's a pretty good representation of how people in real life will use a small, trivial fact as a blanket excuse for behavior. Like, he's basically saying, I'm doing all of this to save Padme and my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you're you're killing hundreds of people in the process. So it can't, it's not as simple as that, you know, people will, I think that's a really great, um, like political or like how people go into huge fits of rage and can use one thing as an excuse where it's actually a lot bigger than that. I think this movie is, I, I, I think it's pretty interesting because the new Dune just came out. Mm. As we watch it, it's a very similar as like a politically charged space opera. Mm. There's a lot in common, I think, with this is also like a lot of layers of politics and human emotion mm. and also robots on space. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can't forget about those. Just like a very specific kind of media that mm-hmm. I think takes a certain type of person to enjoy. Yeah, no. Speaking of like space opera... The f- <laughs> I love that they included that scene. An opera. There, there's the opera. A, yeah, there's actually an opera in this movie. Is when like Anakin and Palpatine are having like this very deep like talk about like the dark side yeah. and everything like that. And there's an opera going on. You looked at us and you were like, "What are they supposed? Is this supposed to be a sport they're watching?" It was like a, it was like a glowing blue orb with like little sperm shaped <laughs> nah, things kind of right. dashing in and out of it. It's like glowy snakes jumping from yeah. water ball to water ball. Yeah, that's what it looked oh, like to me. I'm sorry, glowing orb and sperms was not close <laughs> enough to snakes and water balls. <laughs> Tell them they look like sperms, though. You know? They were it's a little like, slithery. I don't know. Anyways, they were orange. They were pink. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but I was like, what? Because there was no music. There was no John no, Williams the, opera moment the, happening. No, there, there, there was like. Deep like baroques. Yeah. <laughs> there was like uh, like noise music with like strings and people yeah. like 
you know. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit of that. They actually had you do the soundtrack. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to name drop anybody, you know. But I was like, what sport is this? I'm like, what sort of fucked alien sport is happening right Opera. now? Opera. Opera. No, yeah. that's, that's what lacrosse looks like in like four years. <laughs> Um, do we want to talk about Padme for a minute? Because I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but Padme in this movie's whack as fuck. She's the yeah. fits. The fits lacking. Women on the asteroid. As <laughs> as the um, as the look queen of the prequels, she left me desiring more. She was outdone this movie by Emperor Palpatine. Oh my god, that's a that's a hill I will die on. Right, his puffy sleeves. Gladly. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, no. The only time she served a good outfit was when she was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Those and, flowers and, and in even, her head? even then, weak. Right? Yeah, like, right? Step her, it up, girl. Considering <laughs> what we've seen her pull out before, pregnancy is no excuse. If any, Have you seen Beyonce? Beyonce's pregnancy photos mm-hmm. and outfits that she has rocked? Tatame, you have no excuse not to accentuate that bump, to mm. create some sort of glass dome of, like, interwoven... Something or other. Incorporate a laser, you know? (laughs) Do something. My issue with Padme in this movie is that she had such potential, especially after the last movie kind of thing. And she's just in her flop era in this movie. And it's it's hard to see. It's hard to watch. Um, Part of it for me is that pregnancy is a horrifying thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's calm as fuck, though. Anakin, so imagine you tell the, you know, person who impregnated you, hey, I'm pregnant. And he stutters chokes Mm -hmm. and then 20 minutes later says hey i've been having visions and you're gonna die during childbirth Uh she takes it like a champ she's like ha 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 annie you're so funny those are silly dreams Uh i'm gonna be fine and every time she brings he brings it up she's like it's literally gonna be fine if i was pregnant and i even thought about that i would lose my shit the thought of being pregnant is terrifying. Yep. Mm. Padme is taking it like a fucking champ yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It, it is kind of weird. Like, Anakin and Padme don't really get a lot of interaction in a movie where the entire yeah. reason he becomes Darth Vader is because of his relationship with Padme. Natalie Portman feels like she's hardly in this movie. And I said this yeah. while we were watching it. If she showed up, she had maybe, like, seven minutes of dialogue or something stupid like that. She cried, screamed, died. Got choked the fuck out. Yep. And, and that they gave was it. birth. That was it. She yeah. she was there for maybe a week of filming, Natalie Portman, and then she just went back to Harvard. I'm like, <laughs> this is light work. And then she made like $10 million. I, I can see that a lot of the criticisms leveled against uh, episode two is that Anakin and Padme's uh, dialogue is shit. So maybe they just made the decision to... We just, just won't put it in the end. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, fuck it. We just won't put it in there. Yeah. Do you think it's just because those two actors... Like, the, the A, the writing is bad, but, like, B, they also didn't really have any chemistry. Because think- literally, it's so unbelievable to me. Every time they're on screen together, I'm like, can you at least pretend to like each it other? It seemed like, because, like, if you if you watch, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, because there's not so much behind-the-scenes stuff for episode three, mm. but there's certainly, like, a handful of it for episode two. It seems like they had, like, enough chemistry mm-hmm. for it to, I mean, like, you would hope for it to translate on screen. And then just didn't. I really think it was just a writing issue. Yeah. That's some bad fucking give, writing. Give like, it has right to be scripts. that bad, yeah. You give those if you give those two actors the right script and the right director, mm-hmm. the, their performance is gonna be much better. I, yeah. They they definitely they stand out on their own. Mm-hmm. They've both been in movies where they they do a much better job portraying a very different character with a very different dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know? This movie is just not uh they were set up for failure, I think. They 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 look embarrassing because 
they were given embarrassing things to do. Mm-hmm. Also, George Lucas fully put proficient in PowerPoint on his resume <laughs> yeah. and felt the need to defend that stance yep. wholeheartedly. He's what? like, nobody will question that I lied on my resume about PowerPoint. It, it because like, like it, a- I, it was a little bit distracting in yeah. the first ones. I will say this one, every single cut in between scenes was a different motion of like, now we're going to swirl down the middle. Now it's going to be 18 different hexagons right. that break off into different yeah. directions. They just went off the li- like down the list of like all the most basic PowerPoint transitions. What yeah. the fuck was Sweet going on wife. here on this day? <laughs> I, so I think that's one of those things that's like a, a leftover relic of the original trilogy mm. that they just kind of kept in to justify that decision being made in the first place. Mm. You know? Even those were like left swipe or right swipe. True. These are like 42 cubes are going to rotate six times to piece together <laughs> the next scene. Like, uh-huh. so, and you think, like, what if they did this in other movies? Schindler's List. A wipe. A wipe. <laughs> or like, or like the little swirl down the, the middle or something. Like, I just cannot... And they happen quickly and in the context of a, a multi-million dollar movie. Yeah. Like, everything else around it, like, the VFX in this movie is impressive, you know? Like, mm-hmm. everything else around it looks good, and then, you know. There's that. <laughs> they just take a shit <laughs> on the train. <laughs> I just had to the bring it up. It just, mm. I couldn't, I could not. It's the one thing that really took me out of it. Mm. Oh, 100%. That's valid. Yeah. One of my favorite thoughts about this movie is, I was sitting there, I was like, Everything, all all of this conflict could have been avoided if Anakin went to two therapy sessions. Mm. If Anakin posted once on the Am I the Asshole thread on Reddit yeah. <laughs> and said, <laughs> I've been bullying my senator girlfriend uh-huh. who, yeah. who is now pregnant, but we got to keep it a secret. Uh-huh. And also... I'm gonna about to abandon my mentor and all uh-huh. of my friends. Am I the asshole? And everyone would have torn him to bits, and then he would have known his place. I just killed yeah. a temple full of children to save my fiance. Am I the asshole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have avoided an entire genocide. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess part of the thing is that it was like that. That was always going to happen to Anakin yeah, one way of or another. So like. Whatever the reason may be, it was going to go about in the way it did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did feel pretty forced. You know what I mean? Hey, nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned earlier that there's no birth control. Can't he just like for- use the force to pull the sperm out after? Scr- scramble that little thing up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, he nutted inside her and then just let that shit sit. Use force scramble on And then the acted universe. confused and a little upset yeah. when she said she was pregnant. Dude, force pull that shit back out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put up a little wall of... Right? There's that one line that uh, Padme had. She was like, maybe we should tell Obi-Wan. Maybe he can help us. And I'm like, yeah, he can make you a fucking appointment at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Maybe maybe adult, maybe adult, Obi-Wan can be the adult in the room for fucking once. <laughs> I love, though, the very last scene. So basically, they keep this pregnancy a secret for, mm-hmm. well, a quote-unquote, you know, secret for yeah. that they are... That it's Anakin's uh-huh. baby, basically, uh-huh. for the entirety of the movie. And then at the end, when Padme finally is like, I gotta go to Obi-Wan, because some shit is about to hit the mm-hmm. fan. He basically shows up, was like, sucks that your baby daddy is a domestic terrorist, huh? <laughs> and then fucking dibs. It's like, huge bummer. Huge bummer that you let some Hitler fashy guy knock you up. Jeez. Peace. Who could have seen this one coming, am I right? <laughs> 
deuces. <laughs> oh my god, he doesn't give a fuck. Deuces, either. I'm off to kill your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Because she, she's like, it couldn't be Anakin. And he's like, I felt the same way, but we got to get the fuck out of here. That baby yeah. also, that's going to be yeah. a fucked situation. Said, bestie, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> You're not going to like what I'm about to say. <laughs> but Some of you are going to be really mad at me, but it must be said. <laughs> the guy liner has come out and we all know what this means. <laughs> I think, like- There's no turning back now. <laughs> I think a lot of the, like, the Jedi looking stupid has, initially, I think it's because this movie just is not, I don't I don't want to say the movie's bad, but, like, a lot of the decisions the Jedi make have post-mortem been assigned to the fact that, like, you know, the, the Jedi are, like, uh, you know, they're, they're an incompetent organization, mm. you know, they, they hold on to a lot of, uh, you know, like, old-fashioned values, they're, they're emotionally repressed, Mm-hmm. They don't actually like. They never face that. They they show those criticisms, but it the way they show it, it just kind of feels like the movie is bad. Mm. Like Obi Wan will be emotionless while talking to uh, Padme about Anakin killing all those kids, mm-hmm. and it feels while you're watching it that Obi Wan is just like giving a bad performance, mm. or that like he's being directed poorly. But mm-hmm. it's. You could try to say that it's just that the the Jedi Order is repressing his emotions or whatever yeah. bullshit, but I do think a lot of that stuff has been you know post mortem. Uh, I, I think this movie has become better by people explaining stuff away. I think mm. is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Here, I think you know? as a viewer, I find it entirely better to watch with the two of you telling me what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. if I were to go a dry with this, I think I would have not gotten a lot of the things organically mm-hmm. that the two of you have then explained yeah. the, to the, me. The expanded universe has mm-hmm. made all of these movies much better. Yeah. I think that's a, a big reason why people don't hate the sequels as much anymore, or mm. hate the sequels more than the prequels, mm. is because it's like so many books and video games and, and, and shows have come out that make those movies make sense and the sequels do not have that advantage you know for all their flaws they they don't have the help of an expanded universe in the same way that the the prequels do i think mm-hmm. <laughs> which i think they're making up a lot for the shitty sequel movies with these sort of series yeah like, i thought the mandalorian was fucking great i'm super pumped about the mm-hmm. boba fett show about i think they're going back to what fans liked about mm-hmm. star wars Rather than trying to do something new and exciting, they're taking those nuggets of things that people really enjoyed about the original and then expanding on those, mm-hmm. which I think is totally the better direction to go. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, do we want to get into our regularly scheduled bits? Yeah, what should, what should we get into first? Well, Fuck, Mary kills so hard. Because like I said, they don't let ugly people in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do let dumb people, and they do let mean people. Should, should we should we go for our big three? I, and we did it, we did it in the, um, I mean, it, it, it was the same three the last time we covered this, but I feel like my opinions have changed. Is it? Obi-Wan, Padme, Padme and, and Anakin. Anakin. Yes. Okay. I can accept that as our three pro dads. Okay. Um, well, Padme's pregnant. Can't get down with that. I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> She's gonna die anyways. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Anakin got a lot hotter in this one. Mm. That hair, the guy liner, 
the sweaty shine to his face that he has constantly. The evil bags mm-hmm. under his yep. eyes. Yep, I'm gonna fuck. Of course, is the obvious answer. And then, uh, who, who can question the, the choice to marry Obi-Wan? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna, I agree. We okay. kill Padme. Yeah. I have to argue, though. Can you fix him? Is it, it, can you fix him? You don't try to fix him. You marry him and rule the galaxy together <laughs> with him. Obviously. That's the whole fucking point of being with Darth. You get to rule the, you get to uh-huh. overthrow Palpatine and, and rule the galaxy with your, with the hot ass, uh, bionic mans. And then, Fair you know, enough. and Obi-Wan's a great lay. You never get to fuck though. That doesn't matter. The power. It, well, <laughs> is, is, he, what, is he, is he, um, like Darth Vader though? Are we, yeah, absolutely. Like, like he's, he's fully like. Well, you're that, marrying no, him. The, the events you're of, marrying him. Yeah, it is. The events of the movie transpire in the same way. You mm. know, you just get to, mm-hmm. you get to do a couple things in there. Emily, I couldn't agree you don't, with you, you more. You don't want his bionic dick? Or no, you do <laughs> want his... I do. You do want his bionic dick, sorry. Uh, me. <laughs> but I couldn't agree with you more, Emily. I think that Padme's most interesting personality trait in this movie is her hair, which still sucks in comparison to <laughs> yep. her hair from movies one uh-huh. and two. Um, so, like, if your wife's most interesting trait is that she, like, is pregnant, sits on a couch, and brushes her hair, fuck that. So we're killing Padme. Yeah. Obviously... I like him a little unhinged. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to fuck Anakin. But I want him to be sweaty. I want to be in a volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to be yeah. role-playing as you're, Obi-Wan. You're on that table that they were fighting on? Yes. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're smashing up the control panel. I'm wearing a prosthetic beard. To really get into character. Yeah. Yeah. To, part, to, to get him in the mood, yeah, really. Parts of the installation are falling down into the lava. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we both are holding lightsabers to each other's yeah. throats. It's really yeah. charged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you do that, that, you're, the you're, mutual force push thing, yeah. you know, together. Like, someone mm-hmm. might die, but, like, that's really hot. <laughs> I'm, like, quivering a little bit thinking about it. But And then also the obvious answer is to um, marry Obi-Wan. Yeah, because who else? Who yeah. else? Mm-hmm. We know from context that he is... A good lad. I just, yeah. I, I have greater ambitions than the two of you. You know, that's... Yeah, so obviously. That, that's where we differ. Should we open this up to the full movie? Yes, because yeah. I'm going to fuck General Grievous and his <laughs> spider arms. I just think I'm He can do a lot there. Right? Sorry, so he can rotate his wrists 360. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Just, it just, something about when he jumps into spider mode. I don't know. <laughs> And then I'm going to marry probably still Obi-Wan. We love a good egg. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill... I don't know. Who am I going to kill? Who do I hate? Who do I hate in this movie? I guess we'll just kill Emperor Palpatine. Fuck him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would uh, fuck Padme and impregnate her and then go on a... (laughs) Um, Dude, uh, she's already uh, pregnant in this movie. No, I would go on a year-long military campaign, and then I would kill Count Dooku, and I would marry Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) And you're leaving Padme in the dust. You impregnated her, and then you... I'm just following my journey. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would... um, I feel like we said... We we talked about this um, last time we covered it, but I I will be fucking Kiati Mundi. Mm. Um, (laughs) He knows how to lay pipes, yeah. (laughs) That big-ass forehead. Uh For real. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I think I'm gonna... Honestly, I'm gonna marry Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) 
the way he does those backflips, though, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, I would love to settle down in a nice bog with him. <laughs> just Man. hang out in the swamp. And wait for Luke to show up. For real. Like 20 years just exactly. chilling. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. The swamp is the natural habitat of this podcast, obviously. This is um, true. Lest we forget. And then I'm still going to kill Padme, because it's just... It, Goddamn shame how, where she ended up. I love that scene where she's trying to hide behind the big pillar as they're all walking past, and she has, like, huge donut buns in her hair. Yeah, she thinks she has gold and black in her outfit. Right? Like, she's, like, trying to hide, and I'm like, girl, your hair's a national monument. Like, you're not being discreet. Uh-huh. This is yeah. one of the wonders of the world, girl. <laughs> behind that pillar? Uh-huh. And then, so, as far as um, food and drink... Where would we go as far as thematically with this? Because I only have one contribution, basically. I have a drink. Don't know what to tell you what to eat. Yeah, so... I um, I think this movie is a little spicy. Mm. It's a little horny. It's dark side shit comes into play. Um, the first thing that came to my mind is you make a... Um, it's a jalapeno margarita. Ooh. A little bit of spice. It's a margarita. It's nice. Mm. I don't know. It's a lot That's better than my um, suggestion, which is that, on me. Um, a very iconic quote is when Obi-Wan says, uh, like, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Ooh. Absolute vodka. You just do straight vodka shots. <laughs> Not absolute brand. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I think that you have to, um, because it's like the, the end of a of another series, you got to go back and you got to hit all the marks, you know? Okay. Um, so you got to have a pair from episode two. You got to have like a, a weird CGI pair. So we're making a spread here. Yeah, it's like a charcuterie board. You have some blue milk. Um, <laughs> some sand. Yeah, a little sand. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think it's, it's for this movie, it's kind of like the... The blood of children. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. You need to kill a, a couple of religious kids, specifically. A couple of like ab- abducted religious fundamentalist kids. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you start there, and then the the board will build itself. Actually, though, I don't think we ever see anyone eat in this movie. No, no, because we we have no. usually that's our starting point. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we see anyone consume no. anything. No, I don't, I don't like, know I if would... there's any food at all. Like not even like we don't see food um, come to mouth, and we don't see a, a meal being served. I'd say what one thing that comes to mind, um, just visually, breast milk. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think Dara hits on a really. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that comes to mind, though, and I know Henry Hen- Henry suggested charcuterie board. This is kind of in the same vein. I know we say it every week. It's not a charcuterie board, but you do um, fondue. Mm. Yeah. To me, the the lava. Vis- yeah, the visual of lava yeah, really gives yeah. me that feel. I say you do fondue. You can get. I mean, maybe some pears, some apples, yeah. bread, like chocolate, the, the whole cheese. bit. Mm. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. Do a little fondue action, a little spicy margarita. I don't know that's gonna mix well, but <laughs> it sounds pretty damn. But good this to me. movie should leave you feeling a little uneasy, so <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Make it a part of your th- reality. I think yeah. Nauseous, but not gonna pu- like definitely not gonna puke, but definitely nauseous. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like you're telling all the uh-huh. people around you, "Hey, yeah. I'm not gonna puke right yeah. now. Hey, I'm not gonna puke." Yeah. Yeah, but, t- like, you could. Yeah, yeah. No, you do have Tums on the charcuterie board. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on the absolutely. spread with everything else. Yeah. And then, as, <coughs> as far as what to watch next, 
It cannot be another Star Wars movie. No. Especially because I think no. if you're going to watch all three sequels in a row, this is kind of the end of your experience. But mm-hmm. if you're watching this movie dry, like just as is, yeah. what is the next step? And so I think that this movie has a great score. I think you could also just follow it up with any really iconic John Williams moment. Mm. E.T. Yeah. Um, you know, Catch Me If You Can. Mm. Uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Any sort of when you're like uh, Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter. Anytime yeah. John Williams makes you nut in your pants. Like this movie was making me nut with the score. Any mm. John Williams like making you nut moment I think could be a next good step. <laughs> I really think I said this in the last time we covered it, but like Hayden Christensen just looks like Topher Grace to me. Like, mm. it, like exactly. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I forget and I'm like, Topher Grace? And so it just makes me want to watch the third Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. where it's like unhinged Topher Grace being Eddie Brock. Um, I really feel like I said this last time, but it just gives me that vibe. Whenever mm-hmm. I see Hayden Christensen as Anakin, I'm like, Eddie Brock? Mm-hmm. In Sam Raimi's third installment of Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And so those are my two suggestions i guess they're pretty weak but um i guess i mean going off of uh my food suggestion so the one the like i said the visual of the lava kind of sticks with me um one thing that pops into my head that you're also floating down um a river of something that is not water um charlie Charlie and the the chocolate Chocolate factory Factory. Mm. um i say you watch the um yeah the johnny depp charlie and the chocolate factory this movie is pretty wacky um and i i think that you have to sway to the other side of the spectrum but still like in that wacky sort of realm i think you go for charlie and the chocolate factory Mm. it's also like still very in that fantastical vein kind of thing so something like that yeah for me i think i I agree with you dare i think you need a palate cleanser you know you you gotta have like a you, you can't do another star wars property nope um to me uh, pick any Adam Sandler movie <laughs> and just watch that. Um, the the one what's the one where he has his, he plays himself and he's like his female twin Dick and Jane. Dick and Jane. Um, I don't know if that's Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah, uh, would it be a great addition? I don't, I've never. I don't think I, the only Adam Sandler movie I think I've really seen is like uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, yeah, Uncut Gems, uh, but also uh, the one where he, if he, when he dreams things or like when his kids dream stuff. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, watch that one. Because so, uh, a fun fact about me in this movie: this is the first movie uh, I remember seeing in a movie theater. Mm. Interesting. And I wow, you were pretty young. Oh five, you were like four years old. Yeah, and it, you saw it, this movie in the theater. It was in my it's pretty my, violent. My dad is a true Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, anybody can watch Star Wars. There's fighting. Yeah, but it, it's like uh, there's no blood though. Mm. I yeah, that is true. Because <laughs> when robots get killed. Well, they just get fire shooting out of their eyes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when he kills the they don't even sh- really show him killing children, you know? <laughs> they just, like, imply it a bunch. Yeah. But, I'll say... My, uh, uh, Adam Sandler, though. I'll say my last minute edition, I don't know the name of this film, but there's that movie where Natalie Portman is pregnant and lives in a Walmart. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, she's pregnant and she secretly lives in a Walmart. I've never seen it, and I don't know the name of it, but pregnant Natalie Portman doing something... Yeah. Yeah. Is a connection a- actually doing something this time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Take with that what you will. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then one to ten, I'll give this movie a seven and a half. Like I said, this is my comfort movie. Um, nine. I'll give it a nine. 
Give it a 10 out of 10. There you go. I only watch perfect movies. <laughs> Hank is only on this podcast for perfect movies, and there have only been three. So, so, so far, they just happen to be the three prequels. That's Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you for joining us for our first installment of Fuck It November, hey. where we just watch, we just do whatever the fuck we want, because um, we've been really forcing these themes lately. <laughs> um, and tune in next week, where we also watch something that we want to talk about. <laughs> um, so make sure to follow us on social media. All of our handles and links are in the description below. Please mm-hmm. send us requests. We keep track of them all. Um, send us DMs. What movies do you like? We love to read them. We love to respond to you. Our TikTok, go watch them. Go, I don't know, comment on them. We love the algorithm, but only if you love it first. <coughs> or something like that. Um, <laughs> our website, you can check it out. We have merch, too. Uh, we're working on merch, getting more merch. Things. We're always working on merch. We're always trying to work on more merch. But um, that's why we keep this podcast ad-free, because we've had some questionable sponsors come and ask us, and I refuse mm-hmm. to do an ad read for something I think is stupid. So I'd rather just sell y'all tote bags mm-hmm. than try to push you to buy razors. um so what's a what's a good star wars quote we can end them on Mm. you put me on the spot sorry oh uh how does how does liberty fall with applause or something Uh, like that so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause Uh, yeah that was a pretty good one thanks natalie